Hello, you little bottled drinks, and welcome to episode 56 of Hungry in Kentucky. I'm Sarah from Bluegrass Bourbon and Eats, and today I'm joined in Fort Lewis Studios by not my blogging partner, Renee, but I am joined by my producer, Carrie. Hey, and that's all you need, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, actually, technically, it is all you need to be able to record this. I mean, in all technical, like, senses of the word, I guess. <laughs> but um, we're missing our... Our fearless other partner over there, Renee, today, but that's okay. Yeah, I mean, you know, life... Things happen. Sometimes it's life and gets in the way of podcasting, unfortunately, but, you know, you can't help it, and yeah. we, shall, we shall carry on. We'll, we'll be calm and whatever the British thing is. Oh, keep, keep, keep calm. calm keep calm and podcast okay. on. That's, that's what right. we're going to do. Well, and I, th- I do think it's interesting, too, because um, this would be the first show that we've ever done with just, like, the two of us, right? Oh, yeah. Um, I I feel like you all have gotten to the point where we we can carry this. I now so. I don't know how long we're going to talk for. Who knows? We'll find out. It'll I guess. go. It'll go as long as it goes. But I really I really do. I feel like now you're on a level yeah. where where you're like, man, we can do this with two people. Yeah, I think so. I have faith in us. I feel like we're going to go far. I think so. How far I don't know, but <laughs> we'll see. We'll we'll see where the day takes us. And you know, Bacon, she's sitting right here. I know she'd love to be on. Yes. But unfortunately, I'm not sure how good her takes on some of our topics would be today. <laughs> well, you know, someday yeah. we'll get her on here. But for now, she can just hang out in the background. That's exactly right. Um, well, how are you doing, Carrie? I'm I'm here. I'm doing. I'm doing okay. Yeah. Yeah. Same. And I was, I, you know, I'm in the shower this morning, and I'm thinking, okay, I got to come up with something that uh, that I've been up to <laughs> this week and uh, this last week, or you know, the last time we recorded, and uh, I got, I got nothing. Oof. Except going, going back, they, they fixed the air conditioning at work finally oh, in our building, so now I'm, I'm having to go back at least two days. Eh, boo. Well, that's lame. Um. But you know, at least you have air conditioning now. Yeah. So. Well, and it's There's so that. it's so funny because on Thursday I was in my office, and I actually I keep a couple of like, you know, pullover sweatshirt type of things just in there, mm-hmm. and uh, I put one on because I was like, well, now it's too cold. <laughs> <laughs> I know I have the same problem in my office as well. It's like hot and sticky walking all the way in there, and then you get there and it's like, oh no, now yeah. it's too cold. Now I'm freezing. And I'm just wearing like a. Like a full-on fleece jacket all day. Yep. And then you go outside and it's boiling lava hot. Yep. So, welcome to Kentucky, I guess. (laughs) Well, let's quickly give a shout-out to Chef Andy Becknell of Old Vine Bistro for coming on the last episode. He was an awesome guest. He was an awesome guest, and he had some really fun stories, and I'm glad he was was willing to kind of share his journey a little bit as as a chef, because I think that that's really important for people to hear. Absolutely. Um, You know, but yeah, he he was awesome, and again, I can't stress enough, that happy hour down there is just it's by far i think for my money best happy hour in town it was pretty awesome and i know a couple of listeners that actually went down there after they listened to our episode and tried it out and like posted about it on instagram about how much how good of a happy hour it was i'm telling you can't can't beat it and like i'm really super excited to go down there and try his his new menu when it it comes out i'm I'm really excited about that but we did eat we ate after we we got done recording we did yeah i forgot about that i had their uh, special burger for the week it was the mac and cheese burger that was a fat burger too it was huge you can check it out on our instagram for the blog at bluegrass bourbon and eats um it was as big as my face yes um 
but it was delicious too. Like, and I'm not even really a mac and cheese fan, as you all may well know, but uh, I really liked it the way it like combined with the like flavors of the meat and stuff. It was really good. I enjoyed it. And the, you know that whip, we got the whipped feta oh, appetizer, the uh, the appetizer or whatever on the happy hour price. Uh, I didn't, I wasn't sure what to expect out of that because I've never had like a whipped feta or whatever. Mm-hmm. And feta usually has like a strong, like a strong flavor to it. It can, yeah, it can. you know, and it was really good. It was really I well balanced it. and it had like honey with it and it was delicious. You got to check out their, uh, what was it? Triple crown. Oh yeah. Uh, that was good too. too. Yeah, yeah. All of those dips were good. Even the Benedictine, which yes. as someone that hates onions, <laughs> he would have thought I would never in my life like even touch it but it was delicious i loved it so yeah go check out whatever um chef andy's got going on down there he puts out new specials every week and like carrie said he's gonna have a whole new menu starting in july so old vine bistro and if you want to hear more about him and his story and his journey uh you can listen to our previous episode where we were live on remote yes i mean and that was awesome too being able to be out live somewhere and doing a show from somewhere that's a local place out in the community not that i don't like coming here and doing well yeah of course but it's nice to get out of the house sometimes. It is. It is. And I think, I was trying to remember when our last one was. Wasn't it, was it last July at Mr. Brews? Was it the last I one? I think so, honestly. I mean, to tell you the truth, I really think it was. Yeah, there was like a little lull in the pandemic, so we were able to get out and they, and Laura, they graciously yeah. hosted us and Lauren from Girls Beer Sports joined mm-hmm. us. So that was a good date. Man, it was almost a year ago. So. It was. And it's funny because we did the Girl Scout beer and Girl mm-hmm. Scout cookies, right? Well, now apparently Girl Scouts, did you see this? Mm-mm. That they're sitting on 15 million boxes of unsold cookies. What? And I, I don't I don't know what they're going to do with them. I don't know if they're going to try and, and still sell them or, or what. But it could be a, like a big financial hit for, for the organization. 15 million boxes. What they should do is sell them at a discounted price to um, bars. Well, actually, I saw and breweries. I actually, I actually saw somebody on Twitter say, have, have, "What about breweries? Because breweries will use them to make beer." Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And you've got to have a lot of cookies. Like if you're going to make a Girl Scout be- beer, like so you're going to make a Thin Mint beer or something like that, mm-hmm. and you're going to incorporate actual Thin Mints, and you got to have pounds and pounds and pounds of cookies yeah. to be able to impart flavor. Yeah, sell them at cost to the, some of these places. For sure, yeah. yeah. At least make some of your money back. That's a good idea. Um, but yeah, that was our last remote before Old Von Bistro, and we're hoping to get out and do even more. Now that we're opening back up. Definitely. um, With that said, we have a lot to talk about today. But first, if you work in the restaurant industry or you have a food blog or anything related to food, let us know. We'd love to have you on the podcast. You can slide into our DMs on Twitter and Instagram at HungryNKY or send us an email. We're HungryNKY at gmail.com. That also goes for remotes, too. So Mm -hmm. if you want us to come to your restaurant or bar other place of business uh give us a shout and we'll see if we can work something out or like i like i I think i finally got out on the last episode (laughs) if you know if you're somebody not that works in the industry but if you have a favorite restaurant or or restaurant type place or or somewhere that you think we should check out Mm -hmm. and possibly do a remote from we're totally down yeah, absolutely. So is bacon. Even bacon agrees on that. <laughs> I, I just real quick, I just want to want to say this kind of uh, hinky PSA. Okay. In terms of, of everything opening back up to one hundred percent, especially in the restaurant and, and bar industry, 
you know, a, a lot of places are still understaffed. We may be open at 100%, but uh, there's places that aren't staffed at 100%. Sure. So, you know, if you do go out, please go out, patronize local, all that uh, all that good stuff that, that we're always, always saying on here. But just remember to please try and be patient because the kitchen might be understaffed. You know, they might be under wait staff, that kind of thing. And definitely tip your servers well. I mean, that yes. should be a rule of thumb anyway. Right. But, but, yeah, I just, I would just encourage people not to, to be patient and please remember that just because it we say we're at 100, 100%, not everything is technically yeah. at 100%. Not everything else has caught up right. to the economy. Exactly, exactly. So, yes, please be aware of that while you're going out, for sure. Um, and also, if anybody wants to come on but you're not local, uh, we can do Skype, Facebook Messenger, Teams calls. We can have a whole group and set up a gallery. We can all be underwater <laughs> or on a farm or wherever else you can do in teams we just won't do it on zoom because zoom is dumb and i feel like i could safely say that after like i don't know 15 or 16 months now we're all over zoom yeah everybody's over that i had a video chat meeting with somebody that was not work related uh the other day on google Oh, Google Meet or Go- whatever. Google Meet, yeah. Nice. That was bef- that I hadn't e- I hadn't either, but it was really super easy and mm. it wasn't bad. Interesting. Well, maybe we'll add that to the list too. It can replace Zoom. Yes. Because we don't like you, and I don't care what you think about it. <laughs> we don't like you. So, um, what have we been up to? Not much on your end. I'm uh, telling you, I just not not really. You know, my I'm just kind of in this routine and. Not a lot changes day to day. That's fair. Well, I got enough um, going on to cover you, I feel like. Um, So, just admittedly, for the past too long, I've had a drippy faucet in my bathtub. (laughs) And um, I just kept putting it off and putting it off and putting it off, getting it fixed. And then uh, the hot water in my shower ran out. So, I had to call plumber. And then a thousand dollars later, here we are. I have a functioning shower again with hot water, but that was sad. Here's another pro tip uh, for for all the kids out there. It's fine, you know, I'm telling you, trade schools and and getting into a trade, you're gonna make a lot of money. Yes, because um, they are not cheap. Their work is not cheap. I absolutely encourage people. Um, you know, you don't have to you, you don't have to go to college and this yeah. is coming from somebody who works in higher education. Yeah, for but sure. I am a firm believer that you do not have to go to college. You can you can make a great living and have a great career as a tradesperson and plumber, uh, electrician, uh, any of those kind of trades because we still need people to exactly. fix things. <laughs> exactly. And like you would think that that's uh, you know, like everybody like nowadays pushes kids they just push kids to go to college and higher education. And Which it makes is, it seem like a trade right. is beneath people, Mm-mm, but nope. it absolutely is not. Absolutely and not. And I've been like a firm believer in that for ever since I was in high school, like seeing people go to like technical for school. For sure. And do yeah, ab- absolutely. Because we need people to fix cars and plumbing and, yeah. you know, whatever else is going to break that I can't deal with. Exactly. Because <laughs> I took one cold shower and I was like, no, no more. 
I don't care how much it costs. I'm getting my hot water back, and it cost me a thousand dollars, and I don't care. Well, I'm going to tell you what. Worth it. At least, at least your toilet didn't crap out because that New Year's Eve that the sewer pipe collapsed out here in the front yard, Yikes. and we didn't realize it was a sewer pipe issue, and we had Rotor Rooter and all kinds of people running up in here, and they couldn't fix it. And finally, we had somebody that that crawled onto the crawl space and took a camera and was like, "Oh yeah, your sewer pipe has collapsed," um, and 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 they replaced it. And all that stuff but yeah we didn't have a toilet and and john john refuses to talk about what <laughs> what like like how we lived right but you couldn't you couldn't even you couldn't flush it oh i'm sure yeah yeah no that would be a nightmare but that's something you know no way i could replace a collapsed sewer pipe no absolutely not absolutely not but yes um if you're looking for something that will make you quite a bit of money it, you should be a plumber because they just throw all these numbers out there and i'll just do whatever it takes please just give me hot it. water i had to take the day off work for this please just put it in here and <laughs> they, they had to cut a hole in the wall of my bedroom to get to the pipes and then the pipes were all screwy oh, wow. because whoever built the house didn't do it right and shut up and take my money yeah <laughs> this is the worst uh, plumbing job i've ever seen and i was like well you fixed it though right? <laughs> that's all i care about but thank you for your service <laughs> mr plumber but it's all fixed so there's that and to make up for having to deal with that all week i uh, treated myself to pizza and beers at marriage twin because this past weekend was uh, hazapalooza down at the the old brewery so I think they had eight different NEPAs, something th- like that? I think so. I think that's yeah. what it was. Because they released like one on Friday and then like uh, seven on Saturday. Yeah. 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 So they had uh, eight different NEPAs, the New England IPAs, um, on draft and in cans. I don't think they didn't have all eight of them on cans, but um, they had quite a few of them. Just where you could just buy them and take them home. But um, the whole right side of the board was all these like special Nipahs. Nice. Yeah. They were pretty good. Um, I had the smashing fruit and the cake emoji, which is what I was excited for. I don't know. It tasted a little bit. I don't know what I was expecting it to taste like. I think I expected more of an artificial blueberry flavor, but it was real blueberry. Ah. So, because it was like blueberry and uh, vanilla lactose, I think. Okay. But it was still good. Mm-hmm. It was just like a little bit different than I thought. Like I liked them both. I'm actually drinking a. Well, and I love the can art. Yeah. The can art on this uh, smashing fruit, which yeah. is, it, it's Gallagher's face. <laughs> and honestly, that guy, from what I understand, like I listen to Bob and Tom, and Bob and Tom do not like him. Uh, they, I think a lot of people don't like. Apparently, him. <laughs> he's a real jerk. Yeah. So I hope Mirror Twin does not get in trouble for that can art. <laughs> Because yeah. I have heard not, I have heard lots of not good things about Gallagher. Yikes! 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 Well, I'll talk more about this particular one I'm drinking here at the end of the show, not to jump the gun or anything. And I don't know, maybe it's good. maybe he's so old and obscure now that most people don't even know who that is. I bet they don't. Like <laughs> people like ten years younger than me right. or whatever probably have no idea who he is. Right. Um. But I think I've said this like forty times on this show. Mirror Twin is probably my favorite brewery in town they always have all these like neat ideas and things that they come up with and uh they're really i'm really big on nipas and hazies and like something that's a little lighter of a drink than like a dark beer so and they always have tons of that stuff so it's a good place to go to for that so speaking of lighter hazies mm-hmm. which this is interesting i think this is going to be the new thing now 
um, you know, last year was the low-cow IPAs, mm-hmm. right? They, 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 they came out so fast I couldn't keep up with them. Oh, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Well, this year, and this is the second one of these that I've seen. So we went to Shamrocks on Friday, mm-hmm. and uh, Brewdog, who was up there in Columbus, had something called a, um, and I'm blanking on the name of it. I have a picture. I actually have a picture of Shamrock's uh, board because you got to oh, take a picture nice. of it. To, but it's it was Brewdog... Now I do not see it on here. Oh no! Um, oh, this is this is oh that because that's the wrong picture of the board. <laughs> a couple of weeks ago. Whoops. Uh, yeah, Brewdog Juice Shack. Okay. And it's a hazy. It is not locale, but it's only four point seven percent. Huh. And it was delicious. You got a lot of peach notes off of it. Yeah. So then we're in Total Wine yesterday looking around, and John finds this Sierra Nevada Summer Break Session Hazy that's only 4.6%. Interesting. So I think we've gone from low-cal. I think low ABVs that aren't necessarily low-cal still have a good flavor, but they're low ABV. I feel like this is the thing for the summer now. Ooh, I would, I'm all over that if that's the thing for the summer, because I'm a little lightweight, and I can't drink a, <laughs> like a, anything over like a 7 really like knocks me on my ass. Well, and a lot of those hazies can be really heavy. You know what I'm saying? Like they they, they just Certain they have a they have a he- yeah. a heaviness to them, and mm-hmm. you're like, oh, I could, I you know, I don't want to drink more than one of these. But I'm telling you that that the the brew dog one was real. It was really good. Nice. I I really liked it, and I could not believe that it was only it was only four point seven because ev- the all the flavor and the body was there. Nice. Yeah. I'll have to search that one out for sure. Um, so yeah, if, uh, you're at all into like Nipahs or like anything sour, they usually have a lot of sours or anything like that. Uh, definitely check them out. And, um, I'm not sure if they like ship beer or anything or what their distribution is like, but I'm not sure. Honestly, I know. I, I don't ever see them at like Total Wine to buy or anything. No, like they're that. they're not. So they they, they can, don't do distribution. They, really, they really don't d- distribute their cans. They yeah. really don't. You can all. I think you you can only purchase them in in the brewery. Yeah, that's the only place I've ever been able to purchase them. But they're well worth it. So take a trip to Lexington. Go to Mirror Twin. Get some pizza. I had my favorite uh, chorizo and potato pizza. I've heard good things. I just I can never get away from this rolling oven supreme. I just I really like oh, the rolling on a Supreme. Never had it. It's good, but um, I think we got it uh, when my family was in. I just didn't eat any of it, but um, we got every pizza they had that day. But anyway, <laughs> you know, go check that place out. I also ordered some meal prep items from our new friend Cassandra from I Sam's Healthy Choices. Saw that. So yeah. shout out to her. Uh, she had. I've been meaning to ever since they've been on the podcast, and I've just been so busy that by the time I think about it, the deadline's passed. But uh, I thought about it, not this past week, not this Thursday, but the Thursday before. I mm-hmm. thought about it. So I shot her a message, immediately messaged me back, said she had me down, accommodated my requests, like got a salad that was supposed to have onions on it, asked for no onions. There were no onions, which I appreciate. Thank you, girl. Loved it. Uh, I got three of her meals. She has the chicken salad and a little snack pack. Uh-huh. Yeah. That was cute. Um, she has um, breakfast items from an account called Brown Girl Sugar, which you all should go follow her on Instagram as well. Um, but I got the kale salad with chicken and green apples, golden raisins, and a vinaigrette, which was awesome. And I 
not like a big kale eater, but that one was actually really good. All right. And then she had taco pita meals with ground turkey and all the fixings and stuff with that. And the breakfast was amigas, which I've always heard of and never tried, but it was good too. I feel like I have heard of that. Yeah, it's like like a scrambled egg bag, but with tortilla chips. Oh, huh. Yeah. Okay. That's pretty good. So yeah, if you're looking for like a good, healthy meal prep item that's helping a local business and someone, especially someone just getting started out, uh, definitely check her out. I went and picked it up from her. She was super nice. Uh, had a nice little conversation. So I actually made a day out of it. I forgot about. I didn't write this part down because I forgot. But uh, I was on that side, on the north side, which I never go to because I live on the south side. It's so far away. But I ended up going to Popeyes, which isn't local, but sometimes you require it. Exactly. But I went to Lee's Town Coffee House, which yeah. I missed during Coffee Week. Okay. And had their cold brew. Okay. It was good. Um. I didn't even put sweetener or anything in it. And oh, it was wow. like a super easy drinker. So hmm. if you're someone that like, has to dress up coffee sometimes, I would suggest that one because it doesn't need to be dressed up. And then I went out to the Gray Line Station, which I had yet to been to, get to been to, Jesus, <laughs> yet to go to. And uh, our friend, the Nebrated Baker, has her place open there. Yes, she does. So I went in there and visited her and got a cupcake. She had the salted caramel bourbon ball. Oh, wow. Yeah, and she actually makes them there, like, to order. Like, she just doesn't have them made up and gives them to you. Really? She, like, asks you what you want on it. Like, I got mine with no nuts, because, you know, mm-hmm. the no nut sure. gang over here. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and she, like, literally got out just a bunch of cupcakes and made them all from scratch right there. I mean, she had the cupcakes made, but okay. she did everything else. But, like, the toppings. Yes. Like, the icing the and, toppings and all that stuff. The icing, huh. yep. Interesting. Yep, and it was really good, so check her out. And I would love to walk around that uh, Gray Line station and check out that Julieta Market and stuff in there. I just couldn't that day because it was 95 degrees and I had all the other food in the car. And they don't have air conditioning in there, so. See, we were down there. This has been back. I'll have to go on a cooler day. This has probably been back in, like, April or something because I took my bike to get fixed at the broom wagon. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, we dropped it off, and then we walked over there just to walk around. But it was on a Monday, and nothing was open. Because <laughs> I guess for some reason, that whole thing is closed on Mondays, which I guess kind of makes sense. Because a lot of places are closed You're, on you're not going to yeah. get a lot of business down there. But it was I, I guess I didn't notice the lack of air conditioning because it was April, and it wasn't really hot. Yeah, so. I th- and I think it's because they have all these big garage doors that uh-huh. are open, and uh, they probably just don't want to push cold air That's off. fair. But yeah, just uh, a little... A little PSA on that part. If you're going to go there in the summer, just know it's very hot. But there looked like there was a ton of creators in there. Yeah. Like a ton of creators. There was a lot of stuff that I could see. And her place is across the hall from the Social Vegan, which I'm not a vegan by any means. But I, I looked at their menu while I was waiting on my cupcake. I'd try. It looks really good. I would try it. And that, like, not everything is vegan. It seems like either, like, I think you can get stuff that's not vegan. And uh, the people were coming out from in there and, like trying to get other people to come in and try their stuff. Mm-hmm. So they're a very good salesman for their right. their products. So I definitely check it out. Uh, the only reason I worry about the vegan stuff is, be, again, because of my allergies. Yeah. Right. And in terms of like Same. certain, certain like with a, like with an almond flour or something, that, mm-hmm. that is, uh-uh, that is just a no-no for me or like certain oils or kind of nut-based things yeah. that I just, is just a no-go. Yeah, for sure. Well, you definitely couldn't be gluten-free then because almost all the gluten-free stuff is made with almond flour. Yeah, no. Nah. Uh uh-uh. uh, I had I I'm pretty sure I had it one one time and never again, <laughs> and it was un, unwittingly I, I had it. So oh, yeah, interesting. Okay, well 
that's all that I'm remembering that I did since the last time we were here, having some like recovered memories here. All right, good. but um, all right. Well, let's move on to America's second favorite segment, Renee's reports. Dun dun da da dun 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 dun. Tonight, filling in for Renee is <laughs> Carrie Lewis. Woo! Welcome to the stage, <laughs> Carrie Lewis. Uh, okay. Well, and Renee could not be here, but she was kind enough to pass pass along some information. Yes, thank you, Renee. In her report. So we, we definitely appreciate that. Shout out to her for doing that. Yes. So on Sunday, 627, Lady Rimelod will be doing their first kitchen takeover at Renata's Kitchen, which is in the in the old Ramsey space up mm-hmm. there off of uh, the corner of Woodland and... Uh, Hi. Yes. Yes. Um, we will be serving a five-course meal at $65.00. Uh, a, a person which is great i think yep. that's really good yep. you must purchase tickets through the Eventbrite link on our lady remelod sunday supper event page and please specify if you'd like the 5 p.m or 7 30 p.m seating so as to ensure an excellent dining experience nice i would love to check that out okay so this is interesting to me all mm-hmm. right my favorite holiday is fourth of july okay it is well known people who know me know my favorite <laughs> holiday is is definitely fourth of july and not her fault, but our current mayor <laughs> has Uh-oh. kind of been the cancel queen of events. She she rescheduled, canceled, and then rescheduled Halloween uh, two years ago because of uh, weather. Mm. Then all of that crap happened, and St. Patrick's Day parade was canceled, Fourth of July parade was canceled, Christmas parade was canceled, <laughs> and like so everything. No parades here. So so I'm really happy about this. Fireworks, which they did have last year. Well, don't get too excited about the parade. Well, we'll be back in Lexington this year. No festival parade again. Wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> Mayor Linda Gordon announced Friday morning that the... And this is courtesy KYT. Uh, they're on your side. That's not their slogan. I just totally made that up. So Yeah, yeah. I don't remember what their slogan is. But. New, where news, uh, news comes first? I don't even know. Nah. Whatever. It's something generic. Mayor Linda Gorton announced Friday morning that the fireworks will be back this year. Quote, they continued last year during the pandemic, but spectators were asked to stay in their cars. The celebrations won't be as big as they usually are, but bigger than 2020. Like, I don't understand how that's possible if you're not having a parade. Yeah. Like, there was no parade last year. The fireworks will once again be launched from the R.J. Corman site at the corner of West Main and Oliver Lewis Way. Thanks to the vaccine, the city will also have some larger celebrations again. The 45th annual Bluegrass 10,000, and that's a a race run, Mm -hmm. will have in-person racing this year. The Bryan Station and Frederick Douglass marching bands will perform at the finish line. However, things that won't happen this year are the festival and parade. Since the 4th of July is on Sunday, the fireworks and everything, and this is standard, uh, will be held on Saturday. Fireworks are scheduled to begin at 10 o'clock on Saturday, July 3rd. Big band and jazz at Moon Dance. And I remember, so they, they this used to be over in, I want to say it was Ecton Park. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to move back there. Too. Is it going to? Yeah. Because Ecton Park's pretty small. Mm-hmm. The Moon Dance is a much bigger venue. Mm-hmm. So amphitheater and Ecton Park concerts are happening every Tuesday this summer starting on June 22nd and running through August 17th with a special Friday show on July 2nd. The first three concerts are at the Moon Dance Amphitheater. Oh, and the rest are at Ecton Park. Okay. Yeah. See, I did not read this okay. really closely before, <laughs> I'm re- before I'm reading it to you all. There's okay. also a concert series happening <laughs> on the North Side Lexington called North Side Nights that will feature live music on Thursday nights in June and July. Oh, that's that's nice. Yeah. Yeah, cool. I'm glad to see that live music is coming back too. There's um, a lot of other stuff that's happening like weekly throughout the summer too. Um, I just didn't want to put like 
everything all at once on this thing. Sure. I know like Friday flicks are back. And oh, then, are they? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and things like that. So actually we get a, a nice little email every Friday at work now during the summer talking about things to do. Oh, so, cool. I'm disappointed. Nice. I'm really disappointed that, that they're not trying to have some scaled down festival type of thing. I really am. That, that, oh my, it's so much, the Lexington 4th of July Parade and Festival mm-hmm. is always so much fun. I know they've been having, and spoiler alert, we're doing this on uh, Father's Day, but um, I know they've been having the Bluegrass Fair, but it ends yes. today. Yeah. And yeah. then they had something, at, and these are things I didn't put on here because I would already have happened, okay. but um, they had a little small festival at Woodland Park yesterday too with like West Six and they did. Kentucky for yeah. Kentucky and I think um like maybe like a small Juneteenth well, it was, thing there and too. it was like it was it was that and I think it was a Pride pop up yeah. festival yeah, too like Pride yeah because yeah. it was it was Friday yeah. it was, fri- it was Friday and Saturday yeah. from like four to eight yeah yeah. yeah. Yeah, and there was a lot of Juneteenth stuff going on, mm-hmm. too, and we neglected to mention that the last time we had a show, but I'm not sure all that stuff had been, like, settled yet yeah. or, like, announced or anything. Right. So, yeah, I'm, I'm super disappointed because I it's always fun to go downtown and have yeah. some beers and there's all kinds of food and stuff, but yeah. I, I guess I get it. I yeah. get it. Well, and hopefully things like the Woodland Arts Fair and stuff will come back towards the end of the summer, too, because right. yeah. even though it's boiling lava hot, <laughs> I do like to go there and look at the art and then eat a bunch of uh, fair food oh so. for sure you can't go wrong with fair food yeah exactly in, in 90 degree weather i got really excited because we saw something online about like the seven best or that the bluegrass fair was having like seven unique fair foods but they weren't unique and i was like fried oreos and like i don't even remember what the other ones were like like bacon wrapped turkey legs not you bacon <laughs> not bacon the dog wrapped turkey legs but it's like i've heard of all these things before bring me something new but anyway, now it's time for America's, and also, thank you for that very nice reading of the news. This has been Carrie Lewis filling in for Renee <laughs> on Renee's Reports. All right, well, now it's time for America's third favorite segment, Everybody Tries. Yay! <laughs> this week, we have two different kinds of chips to try. Um, one of them I know and love and am very excited to see them back in stores because they're not always around. And then the other one is one that I've heard a lot about but haven't seen them in the flesh until yesterday. So the ones I'm familiar with and the ones Carrie are eating right now are the Ruffles All Dress Chips. It's a, like connect. Canada's. It's Canada's favorite flavor. It is. But Canadians swear by this. Yeah. And uh, the first time I saw them and had them, like, I fell in love with them. They're they're barbecue-y, but I feel like they're more ketchup-y than they are barbecue. Because ketchup chips are, like, a big thing in Canada. Yes. And so, I would actually like to try them. So, you know, they do have an explanation on the back. Okay, let's see. Let's and see it here. says salty, savory, and sweet all at the same time. And, and, and yes, I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. That's pretty because it, it has a barbecue flavor, but I also get like a little bit of like almost a vinegar taste. Yeah, there's a thing of vinegar on the very yeah, front. I, I didn't was actually even, getting ready to point that out. I didn't even notice that, but I <laughs> yeah. do I do get like almost a vinegar chippy taste. Yeah. Um but you know, don't don't sleep on these just yeah, because you think ooh had ketchup chips. No, it's not it's not at all. It's what just it like is. a hint of that. Mm-hmm. But ketchup chips are a thing in Canada too. So No, these are sometimes they put them out, but these are really in good. America. Yes, they're awesome. I love them. I used to eat the crap out of them, but I think they really only come around maybe in the summer because I don't see them often. Hmm. And this was the first time I'd seen them in a long time. Well, and it makes you wonder, like, why Ruffles wouldn't just 
keep them down here year round because there's plenty of people that love them yeah. down here. Like, you know what I wish they would make? Mm. Some like poutine chips. I think they do. <gasps> do they? I actually think they do. If but anyone knows where to get poutine chips, I think you can only get them in Canada. If we have listeners in Canada, in Canada. Um, please send us some. You can send them straight to my house. I'll give you my address. I don't care. I need them. I need poutine. But yeah, these are really good. Um, let's see. And I watched the uh, the the foods that made America. The mm-hmm. episode on how Frito Lay become became Frito and Lay. Oh. Yes. Is it very scandalous? Not really. No. Oh, it was ju- it was a merger. <laughs> <laughs> Womp. Womp. It was a merger. <laughs> All right, where well, our other chip that we're trying are the Zaps Spicy Cajun Crawl Taters, which um, have been hopped up to me for quite some time now. And I was told you could get them at Liquor Barn, but they never have them at Liquor Barn when I go there. But these were actually at the Kroger when I went yesterday. So, first time tryer here. Which I, are, we already tried them. I like. think they smell more crawfish boily than they actually taste. If that makes sense. I don't even smell the crawfish on them. See, I smell the bowl. And and that's what they're getting at, right? Is is the is the bowl the bowl yeah. um They have like a subtle, a very subtle like like fishy taste to them. And and your boil is kind of like your old base seasoning yeah. a little bit. I mean, it, it, it kind of in I've eaten plenty of, of crawfish bowls mm-hmm. in in New Orleans and I think that's what they're going for is more of that bowl flavor. Yeah. But it's too it's too subtle. There's not it enough. Is too subtle. I, this is the first chip that I've had. I have already had like four or five of these. And this is the first one where I'm actually tasting like the subtle hint of like like some kind of seafood seasoning type of thing and there's a salty kind of brininess to it a little bit i mean they're good they're good i I like them i just don't i wish that the crawfish flavor was more on them because i love crawfish um any i love any seafood if i could just eat seafood all day every day that's what i would that's what i would do when i'm forced to go to the beach i just sit i just find a like a seafood restaurant next to the water and just eat all day Poor Bacon's over here. She's like, why can't I have any? Because we, we give her like plain Cheez-Its and, and things like that. And, and she's over here wondering why she can't have any of these chips. Oh, <laughs> Not baby. for you. Not for you. Not this time or ever. But I do I do like on, on the back, they say, we thank you for buying our product. Enjoy. And les montants raw. I always love hearing you say that too. Makes me laugh. Um, they also, they make a bunch of different flavors of chips. Um, I like their voodoo chips too. They're kind of spicy, but they're not like anything overwhelming or anything. Yeah, their anything. voodoo chips are good. They're more like salt and vinegary, I feel like, I than see, they are. I can see that. Yeah. Like hot. I kind of like just their original. Because just the way they make their chips, they mm-hmm. make them like they're they're super crunchy. Yeah, they're very kettle corn. They are ve- very kettle, and it says our New, or- New Orleans kettle style chips are cooked to perfection and combined with premium ingredients. This special recipe results in a crunchier, tastier, and unique potato chip experience. And I do agree. Like, so they're not as they're not like as thick and hard as kettle chips, mm-hmm. but they they have that nice crunch. It's like a, a, ba- a nice balance. Excuse me. Almost like those chips we had at um, Blue Stallion. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the homemade chips at Blue Stallion. Yeah. Yeah, which were delicious. Another shout out to those chips. 
Uh, I don't even like chips that much. <laughs> and I really like both of these chips. So definitely check them out. I know they're not local by any means. But, I mean, when you see the all-dressed, you got to get them because they're not available all the time. I totally agree. And I think, again, don't put the ketchup thing out of your mind and yeah. think barbecue. It's more like paprika and mm-hmm. like vinegar and barbecue sauce yeah. and stuff. So it's definitely that. It's a little sweet. The sweetness is what reminds me of ketchup. Okay. Just because ketchup has all that sugar in it. That's fair. But yeah, no, don't be like, oh, ketchup chips. Now you got to get the, you got to get the uh, low sugar ketchup. Keep the calories down. (laughs) Hey, I do use that ketchup, so don't mock me. That is a, that is a uh, joke for people who watch uh, any kind of YouTube eating videos. Yeah. Got to keep the calories down. Yep. Got to keep them down. It really is, um... Heinz, uh, no sugar added ketchup really is the bomb. So, is it really? Yeah, I, that's all I exclusively use now if I gotta use ketchup. Hmm. So, and I did that before I even started watching all that stuff on okay. YouTube. All so right. I'm all ahead right. of the game. I just want everybody to all know. Right. Um, all right. So now it's time for America's, I don't know, let's say it's tied for first with our last segment. Okay, uh, yeah. It's uh, this week's podcast question. (laughs) I have so many opinions on this. (laughs) It's a a very... I'll get to my take in a minute. (laughs) Yes, it's a... I can't wait to hear it because I've not... I've yet to hear it, so... Uh, we have a lot of food debates on this show, and some seem to be a little more controversial than others. And uh, I think this is one of those controversial questions. And boy, howdy, did some people get incensed when they saw it. Well, and I'm going to tell you, shout out to Renee for suggesting the the, uh, the question. Yes, she did. Yeah. And um, as soon as I posted it, I got like three responses immediately that were um, very opinionated. I knew, so I knew it was going to be controversial. I was like, oh, wow, yeah. this is awesome. Yeah. But... Listen, I love how much people have become invested in these questions. So, thank you guys for being such good sports about it. Um, so, without further ado, here's this week's question. Which do you prefer, Mayo or Miracle Whip? I mean, I guess there's a distinct difference between the two because Miracle Whip's like a more like a dressing of sorts, isn't it? Isn't that what they yeah. market themselves as? Uh-huh. It's like a dressing. Yep. And then... um. But, I mean, as someone who's used to having both in their life, I mean, I like them both. So, that's my hot take. Okay. So, here's my thing. I don't really care for either one. Okay. That's fair. Um, A lot of people don't. I feel like we had Miracle Whip in our house growing up. Uh, Mayonnaise, my, as I have grown older, my dislike for mayonnaise has just grown exponentially. I am not a fan of mayonnaise. Mayonnaise belongs on a few things in my world. Mm Mm-hmm. A BLT sandwich. Okay. Got to have mayonnaise on it. But. Yeah, that's but, the law. You know what? I will also accept Miracle Whip, honestly, on a BLT sandwich. I, I could go either way. Yeah. Uh, but very light. Very light, light on, oh, so on the bread. Mean, I gotta no. have it all over. Very light. I can't stand. I, I leave mayonnaise off of every sandwich and hamburger that I order in a restaurant. No mayo. Every time. No mayo. No mayo. No mayo. I Jimmy John's. I go to Jimmy John's. No mayo. No mayo. Ooh, that's rough. Nope. No. Um, sushi. I love sushi. I love all the different kinds of sushi. I usually will not get a sushi that has the may- the the spicy mayo on it because it kills it. It just it gl- it's it's just globby and oh, it it mayo. totally kills. It absolutely kills any kind of subtle fish flavor that you've got on the sushi. Yeah. Right. That's fair. Um, the only uh, okay. So anytime that I can substitute mayonnaise in a recipe, I will. 
So the first time I made it a tomato pie, which mm-hmm. are delicious, and you should totally, when tomatoes finally get in season this summer, go buy you a bunch, get a tomato pie recipe, and make you a tomato pie. Trust me on this. You cannot go wrong. So the first time I made one, it, it calls the, the the traditional calls for mayonnaise, right? So I made it with mayonnaise. It's too it's too heavy. So the next time I made it, I substituted uh, Greek yogurt, okay, which was very delicious. I will also substitute sour cream for That's mayonnaise. What I was ask yeah, you sour cream. cream or Greek Greek yogurt is a great sub substitute. Really yeah. I, I just I. It helps to cut down the, on the calories if you leave the mayonnaise out or you substitute something else for the mayonnaise, honestly. And I, I, that's kind of where my, my thinking is. But also for me, mayonnaise is just too, it, it, it's too gloopy. It covers up the flavor <laughs> of everything. And I just, I'm not a fan. I, you know, I, mayonnaise, but some potato salads, okay. I could see it. I would much rather have a loaded potato salad with sour cream uh, or a mustard okay. potato salad. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man, I just, mayo, miss me with the mayo. I, I don't care what kind of dukes, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> miss me with the mayonnaise. See, I like a good mayonnaise. I'll even go so far as to say I love a good mayonnaise. Okay, now here's my exception on that. Okay. So technically, aioli is mayonnaise. I was going to ask you about aioli. But aioli is bougie mayonnaise. Because I love aioli too. <laughs> a, a, it depends on which kind too. You got your garlics, your pestos, your, your flavor, your truffle. Okay, I'm okay with that. Okay. I can... I will abide by a bougie, bougie aioli mayonnaise, <laughs> right? That's fine. Because it has, it imparts flavor. Mm-hmm. But just slapping regular mayonnaise on there, nah. See, I love mayonnaise. And um, much like you're going to hear in these answers here in just a second, um, we were at Miracle Whip household growing up. I don't know why. And uh, I guess my mom doesn't know why either. Because one day we both just uh, tried regular old mayo and decided we <laughs> liked it better. But uh, if I'm going to have just like mayo for a sandwich at my house or for whatever, that's, yeah, that's basically all. Like a good egg sandwich with oh, mayo mm-mm. on it. Oh, gross. Yes. No, no, you're wrong. Mm-mm. I'm right. No. I'm right. You're wrong. Shut up. Um, that is right. That's the right way to eat egg sandwich with mayo on it. you got to get that craft uh, olive oil mayonnaise. Ah, okay. Yeah, because it makes it yeah. seem a little bit healthier. And you know what? I would not be opposed to vegan mayonnaise because I feel like vegan mayonnaise would be lighter than regular mayonnaise because it doesn't have that eggs on So here's something interesting. I just pulled up the uh, Wikipedia article for Miracle Whip. And uh, I did not realize that it was developed as a less expensive alternative to mayonnaise in 1933. Oh, a Depression-era yeah, product. Right? That makes sense to me. That's interesting. What's in it? Um, hold on. Look I always up. ate it, but I never knew what was in it. Huh. It premiered at the Century of Progress World's Fair in Chicago in 1933. Miracle Whip soon became a success as a condiment for fruits, vegetables, and salads. Its success was bolstered by Kraft's advertising campaign, which included sponsorship of a series of two-hour radio programs. At the end of its introductory period, Miracle Whip was outselling all mayonnaise brands. Wow. I did not know this. Yeah. According to the Kraft archivist Becky Hogland Talzy, Kraft developed the product in house using a patented emulsifying machine invented by Charles Chapman to create a product that blended mayonnaise and less expensive salad dressing, sometimes called boiled dressing, and salad dressing spread. The machine, dubbed Miracle Whip by Chapman, ensured that the ingredients, including more than 20 spices, were thoroughly blended. Hmm. Another story claims that Miracle Whip was invented in Salem, Illinois at Max 
Crossit's Cafe, where it was called Max Crossit's Extra Fine Salad Dressing, and that Crossit sold it to Kraft Foods in 1931 for $300. Wow. Which was the equivalent of $5,100 in 2020. While stating that that Kraft did buy many salad dressings, Towsie disputes the claim that Extra Fine was Miracle Whip. Since 1972, Miracle Whip has been sold as Miracle Whip. Now, is it Whip or Whip? Whip. Whip. Whip in Germany. It was formerly <laughs> produced by Kraft Foods and is now made by Mandela's International somewhere that I can't pronounce. So it's made from water, soybean oil, high fructose corn syrup, vinegar, modified cornstarch, eggs, salt, natural flavor, mustard flour, potassium sorbate, spice, and dried garlic. Interesting that it has soybeans in it. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Probably a good thing I stopped eating it. But I honestly never knew that it was 1933. For some reason, in my mind, I thought it was like a 1960s invention. That makes sense to me, though, that that would make something like a cheaper alternative to mayo during the Great Depression. But also, it it seems odd that something like eggs would be so expensive. Because, I mean, mayo is just like eggs. And, and olive oil. And yeah, yeah. oil of yeah. whatever choosing you want. Right. So... Yeah, oh, yeah. So, so there's some history of Miracle Whip for y'all. There you go. Thanks, Wikipedia. So let's see what our social media friends had to say about the debate. On Facebook, Megan said, MAYO, in all caps. Um, Terry, my mom, said, I used to only use Miracle Whip. Then one day I switched, don't know why, to MAYO and never went back. Me too, mom. It's almost like we're related. <laughs> um, Nick said, Miracle Whip. There are a few sect- acceptable uses for mayo, but not in my house. Um, Marcella said, I like Miracle Whip, except on a ham sandwich, when- then I like mayo. Um, Mary Lou said, a serious mayo user. I can't stand Miracle Whip. Uh, Elena said, mayo, unless I'm having my once-a-year bologna and cheese sandwich on white bread, then Miracle Whip. Which, I mean, that's fair. Uh, it's also about the kind of timeline I'm on with the bologna and cheese sandwich, too. But if you're looking for a good one, Drake's. Drake's has a good fried bologna and cheese sandwich. Good to know. Um, Hannah said mayonnaise. There's a serious difference between the two. Um, Libby said Duke's mayo. Ellen said Miracle Whip, but I can hang with mayo, too. Um, Marilyn, who's Renee's mom said well she wrote a novel really <laughs> uh i will grab miracle whip every time however there are certain recipes that call for mayo that miracle whip won't do uh certain spices that call for mayo brings out the flavors of the food that miracle whip may not like impasta salads so most things miracle whip others mayo it it's taken me a long time to like mayo and why so in my fridge you will see both for totally different reasons um, Stephanie said, Granny says mayo all the way. I pick neither. Um, Reese said mayo, and Becky said mayo all day. So we jump over to Instagram. At Anna Eats Lex said mayo. At Talk With Your Mouthful said mayo for sure. At Sans Healthy Choices said Miracle Whip. At Kim Burdine Realtor NKY. Excuse me. I grew up eating Miracle Whip. Then I had a sandwich at a friend's house with mayo. End of story. <laughs> hey, sometimes that's how it happens. Yeah, you never know. It is. At Heather Joe F said mayo. At Always Bring Cookies said, How is this a real question? Mayo, of course. <laughs> <laughs> These are the sassy ones I was talking about. At Jesse R09, also a friend of Girl Spear Sports. Yes, Jesse down there in Richmond. Uh, that's not even a question. Mayo only. And Bluegrass at Bluegrass Blog said, A thousand percent mayo. 
And then on Twitter, I ran a poll, and out of 10 votes, this is going to surprise you, Mayo, 30%, Miracle Whip, 70%. I saw that in the podcast notes, and I really was stunned. I was stunned. Maybe there's more like Eastern Kentucky folk down there on the, I you know what I, I honestly know. I feel like people think of Miracle Whip as like a healthier alternative to mayonnaise. Yeah. You know, even though it's obviously according to this it hadn't been marketed that way necessarily. I yeah. didn't I didn't look up the advertising portion of the article, but I, I it, it honestly isn't. It's got way more stuff in it than mayonnaise I think, does. I think back in the day and when I say back in the day, I mean like 25 years ago. I think then and probably even further back people thought that soybeans were like this revolutionary thing that we're gonna like change everything and make everything so much mm-hmm. healthier and i just don't think that that's the case well and, again, and now you're hearing all this other stuff about soybeans and how they can like mess with your hormones and stuff and it all so, it, it all depends on know. what other stuff you're putting in there with them too yeah you know what i'm saying yeah like, I love me a good edamame, and that's essentially what edamame is. Yeah, like it's soybeans, just soybeans, right? Soybeans. But I love eating some boiled edamames with salt on them and, mm-hmm. and uh, ice cold beer. Oh, so good. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm supposed to be staying away from soybeans, but honestly, soybeans are in so many things now, too. Like, it's so hard. It it's really like, is. It's like yeah. eating foods with high fructose corn syrup. It's kind of hard yep. to, like, avoid. I mean, I guess it could be done, but God, it sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> That's fair. All right. So now let's move on to America's actual favorite segment, the Food Fight Cage Match. Ding, 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 ding. We don't do it very often these days. So we're rolling out the mat and putting out some drinks to the test to see which one's better. But we're not comparing two different drinks. We're actually comparing two different formulations of one drink. That's right. We're comparing an American soda to its Mexican counterpart. Also, side note, it's really weird that I'm saying soda instead of pop because or in, Coke. in I my just neck say, of the woods, it's pop. Say a, a Coke. Everything's a Coke. But I was trying to be like really appealing to other audiences that aren't from Eastern Kentucky. So uh, I said soda. Everybody knows what soda is. It's pop really though, but whatever. But anyway. Carbonated sugar water. Yes. A carbonated <laughs> beverage that's not alcoholic. Um but which drink are you, why are we trying, you ask? Well, if we're being honest, before a week ago, it probably would have been Coke, like Mexican Coke mm-hmm. versus American Coke. But there's a shortage of Mexican Coke here. Really? Yeah, I feel like I've heard that. And then when I went to the store, and actually, it was really hard to get this drink that we're doing, too. We're doing Sprite. Mm-hmm. But um, you can't get Sprite, Mexican Sprite, or Mexican Coke at any store. Hmm. They're all unavailable. And you can't even get Mexican Coke at Chipotle, which is the one place you really want to drink Mexican Coke. Interesting. But Chipotle did have Mexican Sprite. And um, I'd be lying if I said I didn't order a whole ass meal from Chipotle last night after I ate dinner just to get a <laughs> bottle of Sprite for today. That'd be so, good. That's good the next day. Now I have dinner for tonight. There you go. <laughs> That's Chipotle, a burrito bowl. But uh, yes, we're doing Sprite this time. And yes, I did just order Chipotle to get a Sprite. But got to do what you got to do. So let's go ahead and do a taste test. And actually, and so actually, this is a blind taste test. We have to, we have to, we have to preface this is a blind taste test. So with the blind taste test, that's where it's going to be interesting to see because I think psychologically people get in their head that the Mexican product, because it has real sugar, and I'm using air quotes. Mm-hmm. Um, 
is better because of that. Yeah. Okay, so what we've done is we have two glasses that look, they're exactly the same. Two yep. cups, two blue cups that are exactly the same. And I have written MS and AS on the bottom for Mexican Sprite and American Sprite. And uh, the CFO, who is here today, uh, has graciously poured each and so we don't know. We yep. don't know. So so we're just going to drink one and then drink another one and see what happens. There we go. So here we're drinking. Sarah's drinking first. And these aren't super cold either because yeah. they've been sitting in the cups for a while. Or carbonated. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that's the first one. I I can tell a difference. I think I and can too. And I think, I think I know which one is which. I, th- I really think I know which one is which. I think I do too. And I, I can tell one's sweeter than the other. Mm-hmm. Um, for sure, one's sweeter than the other. Yep. So I've got one in my left hand, one in my right hand. Are you ready to guess? Ready I, to I'm go? ready to guess. I'm ready to guess. I think the one in my left hand is Mexican Coke. So I'm going to look and see. Oh, yeah. I was right. It's not nearly as yep. sweet as yep. the other one. It's, they're still sweet. Oh, see, I think the Mexican one, and I, I guess this one, this one that's in my hand, I thought mm-hmm. was the Mexican. I think it's sweeter. Really? I think it has more of a sweetness to it. I really do. For my palate, it's more has, of a natural sweetness. Yeah, it's for sure. more. It's more of a natural sweetness. There's definitely, definitely, there's definitely like a more artificial taste to the American one. See, the American one to me is it's not. It's like brighter almost. It's not near as sweet. It's the Mexican version is definitely sweeter, for me in my opinion. It's a different sweet. Like the American one is almost too like bitter. This and I'm not gonna lie. I I have always I have always been like skeptical of of people saying that there's a taste difference and, yeah. and the, but i actually feel like there's more real sugar in the mexican version it's a more subtle taste too i feel like it's sweet but subtle and whereas the american one i mean the american one is it's sweeter to me but in a different way okay like it's crispier like a more crisp taste i could that see that sense. yeah it makes that makes sense but yeah this one this the mexican version i'm, I'm not gonna lie and we did it like we, totally totally blind yeah so i was hoping to take like the psychology out of it with yeah. the with the blind taste test right and yeah and i, I like the mexican one better i think because I, it's yeah. not it's it's sweeter but it's not got that like crispy bite like it's easier to drink i feel like and it doesn't um fizz up as much and it comes in a glass bottle yes Yes, it does. I mean, and I like Sprite. I don't drink it very often because I'm like, I only drink diet and sugar-free stuff now, really. And diet Sprite is disgusting. I always associate Sprite with being sick. Yeah. Because that and ginger ale is what mm-hmm. we always, what, if, we, yeah, if, we, if we had a, a upset stomach, we always, same, we were sick. It, and it doesn't really <laughs> help. I mean, the ginger ale makes more sense than it would help for an upset stomach because of the ginger is good for your stomach but yeah sprite nah that's just not good for your stomach at all well all i know is growing up we were given but the, i did the same but, thing. yeah I, I associate with being yep. sick yeah <laughs> but uh yeah i think i like the mexican coke better yeah the the mexican sprite i think i think is is it, yeah. it's weird because sprite, not I, sprite. I i never like all all these years, I heard people say, "Oh, it's better, it's better, it's better," and I'm like, "Oh, whatever." It's a, you're you're just it's well, a it's a psychological thing. Um, in the Mexican Sprite, we got carbonated water, cane sugar, citric acid, natural flavors, sodium citrate, sodium benzoate. 
in our American Coke or Sprite. I keep wanting to say Coke. It's Sprite. It's all Coke. It's all the same. What's well, made by Coke? I was so. gonna say. Uh, in the American Sprite, you got carbonated water, high fructose corn syrup, mm-hmm. citric acid, natural flavors, sodium citrate, sodium benzoate. So the only difference is the sweetener. Yeah. And the cane sweetener is definitely better. I think so. Yeah. I think so. I'm, you know, I'm a convert. Yep. I'm a well, convert. Well, look at that. I'm a convert. And it's really good to actually drink it while eating Chipotle, because I ordered Chipotle last weekend, too, and got one of these, <laughs> and it was really good. Like, that's what made me think of this idea. I bet super cold. It would yeah. be really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Do you feel like it doesn't have, the, the, the Mexican version doesn't have, like, the carbonation that the American version does? It definitely doesn't. And I don't know if that's, like, the symptom of being in a glass bottle. Could be. Yeah. Because, un- like, these plastic bottles feel like they're under more. Mm-hmm. Even right now with the lid on what this pressure. plastic one, it's like I can't even squeeze it because there's so much pressure inside mm-hmm. of it. But, yeah. All right. I don't know. Um, yeah. I think we like the Mexicans for right I think I think hearing. so. I think so. I think that that is going to win the uh, the cage match. Yes. Ding, 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 ding. Yay. It's just more refreshing. And it even says so on the bottle. It says Sprite Refresco, which I guess means refreshing in, in Spanish. Pretty sure I, it does. I don't claim to speak Spanish at all, so that's what I'm gonna. That's what I interpret it to mean. All right. Well, I think that was a pretty good episode. We huh? did it. We did it. We got there. We did. We got there. So besides Sprite, what what else are you drinking on? So I decided since it's super hot out and it's summer to open one of my favorite also Mexican beverages. Oh. Uh, man, ice cold Modelo. You cannot beat that on a hot day. You really honestly can't. Yeah. You really can't. So good. It's nice. so delicious. It's just, you know, it's a it's a Mexican lager and it, it actually is a it's a Pilsner style lager, which kind of makes it a little bit unique because there is some some hoppiness on it. Mm-hmm. But when it's ice cold, man, these things go down good. Nice. Uh, and for the hell of it, just because I'm here near the beer fridge uh, and we talked <laughs> we talked about it. Uh, I did open and it's not super cold because I had just put them in the refrigerator earlier, uh, probably a couple hours before you got here. So not super, super cold, but cold enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Sierra Nevada summer break, excuse me, session hazy IPA. Um, I'm telling you, check this out. I will. Like I'll for sure, if you want something that's a lower ABV, but still has a lot of flavor that's not a locale. I do want that. There you go. This is for you. Wow. This is for you. I'm telling you, it's it's got a lot of nice fruit fruitiness on it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I still can't believe it's 4.6. That's how good it drinks. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, well, like I said up top, I'm having one of these Mirror Twin Smashing Fruits. It, it does have Gallagher space all over it. Um, and he's smashing uh, passion fruit instead of watermelon, like he's the one to do. But this is a sour Nipa with passion fruit and vanilla lactose. It's 6.5% ABV. Does it say anything about it on here? Nope. No, has no other description besides what so I just read to you. No, 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 no idea what fruit's in it? Just passion fruit. Oh, just passion fruit. Okay. Yeah, passion fruit. And I know that the vanilla is lactose, is the lactose component, because that's what they had written on the board. Can you taste the passion fruit? Uh, It's more like a... Because that's, again, that's one of those weird, subtle fruits that if you're not, I mean, it can be... It's definitely fruity. I don't know if it's passion fruity. I mean, you're more than welcome to try it. I've been drinking it the whole time. Because, well, you, you generously donated a can of it to us. Oh, yeah. I won't drink um, all four cans that I got, so... Oh, it sm- almost smells like a, 
like a cotton candy. And it's sour, too, so just FYI. You can definitely tell it's a sour. Oh, yeah. That's a sour. Yep. Mm. I'm getting the lactose. Mm-hmm. I'm getting lactose and sour. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if the passion fruit is there, but it's definitely fruity. Maybe I poured a glass, because you're drinking out of the can. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, and then I had my inebriated baker yes. and inebriated chef cozy on it. There you so, go. Which she was giving out for free last weekend. Oh, Can nice. you believe? Nice. Yeah, she was giving out free koozies and lunch boxes, and people are getting shirts and stuff. So right. go check her out. For sure, yeah. That's our girl down there. Love her. So, yes, Danielle really doing a good job down there. Alrighty, so... If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at HungryNKY. You can email us. We're HungryNKY at gmail.com. You can find our podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, Amazon, Stitcher, really wherever fine podcasts are found. Um... And this is usually Renee's part, but I'll read it since she's not here because it's mine too. We also have a blog. It's called Bluegrass Bourbon and Eats. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Bluegrass Bourbon and Eats. You can find us on Twitter at BB and Eats. You can find our blog. It's bbandeats.com, although we've not updated it in quite a while. But, you know, maybe sometimes this year we'll get back to it. You never know. And then where can we find you at, Carrie? As always, on Twitter, at GRLS Beer Sports, we are on Instagram, uh, we're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Google Play, we're on iHeartRadio, we're on Amazon, uh, I don't know, we're a bunch of places. We are everywhere. Good podcasts are free. All right. Thanks again for listening to Hungry in Kentucky, and as always, stay hungry, Kentucky. Hungry in Kentucky.